0: What's up, everybody? You are listening to another edition of Road Tripping Along the Military Highway. I'm Sam, accompanied with my beautiful wife, Monica. How are you doing, Monica?
1: Wonderful.
0: Wonderful. I am doing wonderful as well. We're recording on uh, Thursday, uh, the week before Thanksgiving, so we hope that uh, each and every one of you listening to this has a blessed and fruitful and happy Thanksgiving next week. Enjoy some time with your family and friends. So last week we talked about our journey out to Vegas and our divine appointment and meeting Jamal and today we have a a very special guest it is the man himself Jamal Kennebrew Jamal how are you doing
2: I'm doing pretty good thank you for having me on
0: yeah man it's been it's been uh like I said this season has just been crazy about um you know what God is doing and, and how he's moving in our lives. And we told our side of our experience and our encounter, you know, with you at Hoover dam. And we just wanted to kind of to get it kind of to get your take and um, you know, what you were thinking and, and how God was speaking to you uh, during that time. So first off though, we, and our listeners want to get to know you a little bit more. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. When did you first uh, come to Christ?
2: Okay, well, I'm um, Jamal Kenny Brew. Um, I was born and raised in Southern California. Uh, lived there for <laughs> about eighteen years of my life, and then I joined the military. <laughs> and um, before before I joined the military, I, at around four years old, my my parents took us, uh, me and my older brother, to church, and that's where I, I learned about Jesus. I learned about you know the various Bible characters and whatnot, but yeah. It didn't seem like anything really clicked in until I was much older and I've had some life experiences and I got a chance to really understand who Jesus was, who the man, the, the man he is and, you know, the God that he is. And um, yeah. began to develop a personal relationship with him uh, in my early 20s. Um, like I said, during that time I was in the military, so it was definitely climbing up a muddy hill. Uh, getting to know God and and really truly knowing Him as my personal Lord and Savior. Um, yeah. But after I got married and and uh, my wife and I started to go to church and did a couple hopping from one church to another, trying to find the best church for uh, for all of us for our family. Um, I got got in touch with several gentlemen who really showed me who Christ was, showed me who. Uh, the man he was and, and t- taught me about his ministry and whatnot. And, and that's where I really got a chance to, to really buckle down and to, to really lean into, into, uh, into
0: Christ. Wow. That's awesome. So your marriage, I, I'm going to bring this up because we, you know, been talking the past couple of weeks. So explain the dynamics of your marriage and I'm going to explain mine too. So.
2: Ooh, so the dynamics of my marriage. <laughs> Awesome. So I've been married for, for twelve years. Yeah. Um uh, I have five wonderful children. So this is crazy. It's a shocker. And I might get his age messed up, but so I'm 36. My oldest is 30, either 30 or 31. I believe it's 31. Yeah. Sorry if I messed it up, AJ. If you hear this, <laughs> I still love you. Um my oldest daughter is Thirty. Yeah. Then there's a there's a gap, and my twins they are, uh, they just turned twenty two November uh November fifth they just turned twenty two. Yeah. And then the youngest is seven, and that that so the first four I like to call myself a Joseph. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't necessarily plant the seed, but I reaped the harvest, and yeah, yeah. I have amazing children and. Thirty-six years old. I'm probably one of the most handsomest grandfathers you have ever met. I think I only have one go, gray man. hair, and uh, I can out PT all of the kids put together. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. So um, those are the dynamics, and and I have three uh, wonderful grandchildren, and it, and it's funny that my oldest grandchild is uh, several months older, well almost a year older than my youngest child. Yeah. So.
0: that's insane it's
2: it's quite wild yes it is it is
0: so i brought that up because um of Of our marriage, my wife and I. So I'll let her explain those dynamics. (laughs) So go ahead, Monica.
1: Yeah, um, when I heard you guys talking on the phone, I don't know a couple weeks ago or something, and I heard you say, "Yeah, I'm the handsomest uh, granddad or or youngest granddad around," and I'm like, I wouldn't be so sure about that. I'm yelling from the couch, you know, because uh, because that's Sam. Uh, too, and it, so it was just funny hearing it, and the and the similarities that you two have, and it's similarities that our whole marriage, Sam, has never encountered. You know, so it's just yeah, amazing what you know God has done in putting you two in each other's paths, and you know, having those similarities and stuff. But anyway, um, I am eleven years Sam senior. I have two children from a previous marriage. My daughter is, who,
0: 31.
1: 31, yes, and my son is. He'll be twenty nine uh, this week. Yeah, this, this coming Sunday. up week. Yep, um, and uh, and then Sam and I don't have any children um, between us. But um, then my daughter has a daughter who is thirteen, about to be fourteen. And um, and then my son has a son um, who is two, little over two uh, now. Yeah. And uh, so it was just uh, really interesting to hear those similarities between you and Sam. Yes. <laughs> well, it's just
0: it is. I mean, like we were talking, uh, Jamal. I mean, it's just crazy because you know I told you like we kind of given up on small groups in church because like we never really you know, we couldn't relate to anybody and it was just amazing, you know, that, that you have such a similar, you know, story and, and similar, you know, family dynamic It's just,
1: we like I said, always in very different seasons of life yeah. than people. Or did you, do we lean toward people that are my age? Then, you know, they're in definitely in different seasons of life than Sam or do we lean toward people who are Sam's age and then, you know, they tend to have very young children and we're, you know, I'm definitely, um, out of that stage for sure, you know? And so it was, it's always been very difficult to, uh, to find, you know, the right group to, that we gelled with.
2: Yes. and, And that's something that we, we even, uh, me and my wife have, uh, dealt with as well. It's kind of hard to find friends that, you know, okay, if we find someone uh, who has a child that is, is my daughter Issa's age, they're most of the time they're even younger than me. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, okay, there's nothing wrong with being younger than us, but is the mindset there? You yeah. Know? And, yeah. you know, yeah, we like to have fun and, and play games and everything, but you know, there's, time for seriousness and business and, and actual wholesome conversations because, you know, I'm, I'm not really the type that wants to engage in a conversation that, that doesn't develop me or doesn't grow me. I'm always searching for, you know, uh, something that's going to kind of give me the one up in life, you yeah. know, especially hearing people's stories and experiences. So even when I was in my teenage years, I always looked toward someone who was much older than me to, to kind of get some advice from.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so our meeting at at Hoover Dam, you know, we were there on Sunday. Um, what were your thoughts at the time and 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 after? Like, how did how did that impact you? And then then and then moving forward.
2: Yeah, so definitely. Um, well, when going into the visitor center and whatnot, I, I like to stay kind of near that area because. Uh, as you notice, when the first part, when you kind of had to go through the screening area, it gets a little bit crowded there, and so yeah. I like to kind of hang out where the ticketing area is at because that's where I can actually have some good, wholesome conversation, um, and you know, I just get a chance to meet the guests as they come in and kind of get the feel of the of the atmosphere as folks come in. Yeah, and I remember um, you opened your wallet, or you either mentioned something about the military or I saw it in your wallet. I wasn't trying to like like beam into your personal business or not. Yeah.
0: No, it's good. Uh, That's um, good work, man. That's your, you know, policing.
2: Yeah. But, uh, so when I, when I, 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 my normal thing is to, you know, say to vets, Hey, thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your service. You know, uh, things like that. And, and at the same time, I'm always hoping to spark up a conversation to see if someone came from a unit that I came from or, you know, was had a paratrooper background, or was it Fort Bragg, or something like that? Uh-huh. And um, that day, and I, I could see you guys were were kind of anxious to get over into the the theater area and whatnot, and to enjoy your your time off. But that day, my heart was just tugging when you came in. Oh wow! And I was like, and it was almost in a way where I was kind of nervous. Is it like, it's kind of like when here, I'm gonna give give kind of my age and stuff away and and the dynamic of where I came from away. It's like when you're, when you're younger and your, your buddy says, I bet you won't get her number.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) And I was like, how can I engage with this guy? There's something about him. I need to spark up a conversation. I need to see where we can kind of, kind of gel together. And, um, you know, just, being able to talk to you and finding out that we not only came from the same area in North Carolina or lived there at a, a particular time, yeah. but we came from the same church. And that was – I was like, okay, Lord, this you had this for a reason. Yeah. I don't know exactly what it is, but I know you have have this divine appointment for a reason. Help me to get the strength and the courage to not sound like a creeper yeah, yeah. and to yeah. – be able to engage and, and create a relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the fu- the funny thing is too, cause, um, cause you said it yourself, um, you know, when we were talking, um, yeah, you know, in previous weeks that, you know, you're, you're pretty introverted too, you know, like you're not, you know, outgoing and is, is that, that, that true? You know, is that correct?
2: Yes, yeah. it's correct. And so I get to know everyone. Yeah. Once I get to know everyone, I, I, I have a nickname at work and it's called Two Cents. Oh, they call yeah. me two cents because I have um, always have my two cents to put in. Nice. That's what one of the lieutenants says and, and I love it. I, if you know, if oh, I yeah. can say something, let's let's talk about it, you know. But initially I am pretty pretty introverted. Yeah. Um, but over time I've just learned to just throw myself out there and yeah, you know like catching fish. If you don't throw anything out there, you'll never catch anything. So
0: yeah, it's true. I mean, that's just crazy that, you know, God took two introverts, you know, and was like, Hey man, you know, like, I mean, it's just crazy because I am, I am the same way, like the exact same, like it is very, very hard for me to, to engage and, you know, and, and, and pretty much just, it it takes a lot. Like I'm the type of person, you know, being around people, it drains me. It doesn't rejuvenate me. Like I'm not, I'm not an extrovert. So it was just, like I said, to hear your side of that, that story and, and, you know, our meeting was just, you know, once again, another wow, wow moment.
2: Yes. Yeah. And as it, from, from coming from, but almost 2,000, 2,500 miles away, for us to to finally meet, and and then the, the I'm I'm watching it like from a a bird's eye view or thirty five thousand foot view, and having it to zoom in to one point which would, in tactical terms, would be a choke point. Yeah. Going through this choke point created this 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 uh, this meeting for us, yeah. and it's like you you couldn't you couldn't roll enough dice to make this happen. You I know. know? That was only God. You can only point to God with this and be like, "All right, yeah, we, I've been praying for something. I've been, yeah. you know, looking for for uh, for fellowship and whatnot. And um, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to really look for a church out here. Yeah. Uh, but that have been, you know, engaged still with man church, you know, mm-hmm. and just wondering. Hey, how can we get something out here? Or is there a church similar to Mana out here? Yeah, and then coming across you and and now we're you know we're both thinking the same thing. All right, let's let's keep this let's keep this ball rolling.
0: Yeah, yeah. So speaking of Mana and you know Mana heading out there, what what are you looking forward to most with Mana coming to Las Vegas?
2: Well, I'm one of the first things is is the fellowship, the dynamic. Mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, the non-denomination, like just getting in and learning to engage or teach other people how to engage within worship and whatnot, yeah. and then getting to the bare bones of the gospel itself. Um, that was one thing I, I, I liked about Mana Church. It didn't come with any fluff. Yeah. They went straight to the heart of it, and um, you know, at, at times it 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 did at times it would hurt listening to some of the sermons but the bible is not there to always comfort you Mm -hmm. it's there to divide it's there to to make you look at yourself and like okay am i doing the right thing here Mm -hmm. um you know it's it's like a surgery um and i i've been through surgery sam i know you've been through surgery and and at the moment in the surgery we don't feel the surgery yeah but after it we do you know Mm -hmm. and imagine if we had to go like you know, Civil War era, you know, or or Revolutionary War era where they had to do a surgery right on the spot. No anesthetic, no nothing. Yeah. And sometimes the gospel is like that. And it's there for a reason. And I've learned that through pain there's a lot of growth. There is mm-hmm. a lot of growth on where you you get to find out who you're truly made of. Um do you actually pray more?
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I remember getting my tonsils removed at, I was 28 years old and I got my tonsils removed. And a lot of times it's like, you don't get that done until, or done when you're a lot younger. But, oh, yeah. you know, being a grown man can't uh, can't talk
0: mm-hmm. and
2: dealing with a, pain that I couldn't bear. And you get to a certain point where you kind of just break down and you just pray. And it's like, Lord, you're the only anesthetic that's going to make me through, you know, you, you yeah. are the Vicodin that I need, you yeah, know,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> and he pulls you through it. And then once it's all over, you, you sit back and you look at it and it was like, yeah, it, it hurt then, but it, it really wasn't as bad. Did it break me? No, yeah. it actually, built me. it built me more than it broke me.
0: Yeah. Well, you know that's like
2: what the word of God does
0: and that's what manna does, yeah, yeah I mean uh you know, like proverbs twenty seven seventeen you know' iron sharpens iron you know so yes. one man sharpens another so I mean it's definitely you know you need those i mean perseverance we just we started you know in James um you know in our in our bible reading plan and, and the first chapter is talk about you know persevering and you know the testing of your faith produces you know um, perseverance you know um so that's that's what the you know the Christian walk is about, and I do like that I mean I agree with you about manna yeah you and know. that's
1: that's a big reason why we you know originally thought we'd want to do a microsite is because what you're saying what you miss about manna we didn't want to give up and we didn't want to have to go church searching again you know and stuff it's like i mean you know being military every time you pcs you're you, that's you know one of the things you do church search again and sometimes it's not fun sometimes and so yeah, not at all no and so that's where well why not bring manna with us you know and um and we really we went to the mana multiply conference that was uh their their first annual um in May, and it that multiply concept just really, we really grasped onto that and knew that we wanted to be a part of that and bring manna to the next place that we were going to be going. We didn't know where that was at the time in May, but we knew that, yes, that's what we wanted to do. And yet, you know, the culture that you talk about, just the yeah. fellowship and stuff, you know, we didn't want to leave that behind. We wanted to bring it with us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, you have a head start on us, um, you know, being out there in Las Vegas for what? You've been out there about 18 months now?
2: Yes. Give or take. Um, Actually a little bit. Yeah. Give or take. Give or take. Yeah. yeah, Because come early February would be two years out here.
0: Okay. So, yeah, you'll have pretty much a two-year head start because that's that's when we PCS out there, PCS out there in February. Uh so with you knowing um Las Vegas and and having a little more background there um how can Mana's culture and Mana serve the city there where do, where do you see needs that can't be met by Mana
2: Um well like uh there's 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 a huge homeless um just community there's actually like a underground homeless city Oh wow Underneath Las Vegas, um, I haven't ventured down there. I'm, I'm not. I'm bold, but I'm not that bold. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had uh, a buddy, um, actually back in a North Carolina Fayetteville area, uh, who has actually been there before and uh, uh, did some uh, witnessing and whatnot down there. Uh, but you know, just driving because I, I I live outside of uh, Las Vegas, the the actual yeah. city itself. I live in a city called Henderson. Mm-hmm. And even in Henderson, there's, I, I see some, uh, you know, a couple homeless people here and there. Um, but there is also a huge, huge military, like a vet population mm-hmm. out here. And, um, I was just at the VA hospital yesterday. I had to go uh, to an eye uh, appointment. And as I'm, I'm looking at these vets and I just see there's just an empty void Yeah, and, you know, and honestly, it's a void that only Jesus can fill. Um, I, I've been there before, man, and I understand that. Yes, we we need our our buddies and our associations and whatnot, but we also need Christ. And I can I can feel that they're they're just not getting fed there. They're not not seeing Christ the way I saw it. And yeah. you know, and I, I think. You know, and, and the way I, I came about Christ is going to be totally different and and have a, a different wow effect than others do. But once you get him in you, you know, there you, you kind of just you, you look at life and like, yep, it's just a part of the process. Mm-hmm. You know, this is our bus stop. I can't wait until God calls us calls us home and we'll go to, you know, much, much better places. You know, life is just a flash in the pan. Yeah. So. I see that there's a, a huge need, um, within that area, um, with, mm-hmm. with homeless, uh, uh, the homeless population and the veterans. And, and even my wife and I, uh, we, we've done some things where, um, I, I'm on the TikTok platform. I jump around and have fun on there. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I decided to, well, several years ago in North Carolina, um, I just had this, this urge in my heart to go by, I think I've, we bought like 200 burgers, uh, from like McDonald's or something. Mm. And, um, we went downtown Fayetteville and just started passing out burgers and, 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 and if someone wanted prayer, we prayed with them. And in fact, yeah. this, this one gentleman, he was homeless and he prayed over me and I was like, wow, I think you're an angel in disguise. I've <laughs> never heard a prayer so dynamic in my life, Wow, you know? And, um, so out here, what I've been doing, um, is, I, uh, a couple, a couple folks on TikTok have donated. And, um, what I've done is I went and purchased out a lot of Bibles because one day, um, my wife and I were rolling down the strip. We're, uh, looking at, um, we're looking at the lights. My daughter loves the lights
0: mm-hmm. and
2: everything. So we're driving down, uh, Las Vegas Boulevard and we pulled over to the side and I had some canned goods in my car and, um, I saw this homeless lady. So I went up there and I said, hey, um, you know, w- would you like some food? And I gave her this, these canned goods. And she said, she's like, yeah, I appreciate it. But most of all, do you have a Bible? I need a Bible. Wow! And that shocked me because yeah. when I was at uh, um, up, uh, at Camp McCall, that's where I worked at uh, before I moved um, here to Henderson, um, the chaplain donated a lot of Bibles to me. He gave me a lot of Bibles and, and I would pass them out all throughout Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any Bibles this time and i felt bad so i actually made a video of that and then people started donating and i went out and purchased uh, uh about 20 bibles and then we got some hygiene items and some food uh, canned goods and we put them in a bag Wow! and uh, we've been passing them out um i did slow down with it during the summertime because it gets so hot out here i don't didn't want any of those cans to explode or anything yeah, in the car Yeah. I did slow down, but I think, um, I have like another, maybe three or four bags left out of, I think we had about 20 or so.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, you know, I, every, every other day I, you know, after I pass one out, I load another one in my car and then I just kind of, uh, as I'm doing my daily thing, if I feel the tug in my heart and the Lord tells me, Hey, I want you to pull over and this is the person who needs it. I, I, I hook them up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So but I, I think. Those are the areas for me that I see is is the veterans and and the homeless population.
0: Yeah, well, that's awesome too because I mean you are right there, just showing Manna's culture, and you know there's not a Manna church there to be found. You know the closest Manna church is in Colorado, you know in Colorado Springs. So I mean you are doing Manna, you know, by yourself, you and your wife and your family, you know, right there. So that's. That's awesome and it shows the the culture of mana and it shows the the impact that you know the church and Pastor Michael and team has had on the congregation and and their willingness to to give with no strings attached and that's awesome that you know you're doing that already and then once we get you know the church up and running we'll have a you know a team a force you know one of mana's operating principles being you know, the church is a force. So that is, that is awesome.
2: Oh yeah. Yes. Yep. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Jamal, once again, we, I just want to thank you for coming on being our first guest. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Um, we nice. appreciate your thank time. You for inviting me in. Yeah, man. And, and we definitely loved and enjoyed hearing your side of our, our trip out there to Vegas and our, our meeting up. And we, like I said, we're just super thrilled and just, we just feel like God just keeps validating these steps of faith that, you know, that we're taking, that you're taking, um, that, that he is laying the infrastructure, that he's laying the groundwork for his church. And, um, you know, we're just excited to, to get out there in February and, and see, all that he has, you know, in store for us. So uh, I'm going to pray for us and then we'll, we'll close it out and be on our way. So father, we, we thank you Lord for this time. Lord, we thank you for Jamal and his family. We thank you for choosing hope and courage to step out of our comfort zones, both Jamal and myself and, and Monica too. And, and, and taking these steps of faith and seeing that you will meet us when we take those steps. And Lord, I pray for everyone listening to this podcast. I pray, God, that, that they, when they feel that tug on their heart, Lord, when they feel that still, small, quiet voice, that they would act, that they would take those steps of faith. And Lord, they would, that they would see what you will do through them. We thank you, God, for, for all of these things. We thank you for this time. We pray that you would uh, bless our men and women in uniform. We pray that you would bless uh, your church. Lord God, we pray that you would bless those that may not know you, but that want to know more, that want to come to you, Lord God. We pray that you would uh, be with them and, and strengthen them and encourage them in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen. amen.
0: All right, man. Thank you again.
2: Oh yeah. Well, I appreciate you having me on. It's, you know, this is, this is awesome is watching, watching things unfold. It's yeah. like, you know, how does this really happen? How does this come about? And then you kind of look at yourself. Why me Lord? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's good. It's cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody until next time. See you later.